What's up, everybody? This is Andy Morales, and welcome to the Jam Sessions Live podcast, episode number seven. My guest today is my good friend, Robin Leora. How are you? I am good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So what's going on? You know, what have you been up to these days? Um, I know you're doing the whole live thing, you know, so what's going yeah. on? Talk to us. Yeah, the um the Instagram lives. Yes, I am still I am still there, still reading people's wonderful, incredible, beautiful poetry. Um, you know, just trying to to hit it hard and uh, make sure that my writing stays stays current and I continue to work and progress in that uh, in that avenue as well. So, you know, just trying to uh, further expand my creativity. <laughs> that is awesome. That's awesome. So my, I guess my question, my first question is, um, how, how did this all start for you as far as the Instagram community page thing? Like, how did that all start? Yeah, it's such a, um, it's been such an interesting journey. You know, this, this July, I'll be coming up um, on two years in the writing Instagram community. So that's kind of crazy. Um, but I've always, I've always written, but I always did it very secretly, quietly. I journaled. Um, I never really shared my writings. My sister was actually always the writer in the family. I was the pianist and, but she loved poetry I, so I kept my poetry very, very quiet <laughs> and allowed her to, uh, you know, to dive, you know, dive into it, into that world. But um, as I just, as I got older and, um, you know, my journey, my life journey, different uh, traumas, past relationships, it was just a way for me to express myself, to be comfortable, to uh, vent, to rant, to heal. And so I always say, you know, writing is, um, you know, is my way of um, putting all my, you know, all my pain through my pen onto my paper. And uh, so one day I just uh, basically a couple years ago, I reached out to my family and said that I really wanted to take this journey a little bit more seriously and just really dive in and see what I can do with it. Um, of course they all love my, love my writings. And I said, but yeah, at the same time, your family, I know how biased family is. <laughs> so right. wh what would you guys think if I started like an Instagram, uh, profile page just strictly for my writing and, you know, put some feelers out there and see how well it's received if people like my stuff or if not, and they were in complete full support of it. And, um, it probably took about five, five months in to where I was starting to get a little bit of recognition. I think about um, four months in was the first time that one of my pieces was read on a live. I didn't even know lives existed. Like this was a whole world that I was completely unaware of. And uh, it was a whirlwind, uh, just complete whirlwind. And then in November, I did my, uh, I think that was what, 2019, November of 2019, I did my first live. And that was scary, <laughs> terrifying. Uh, at the same time, it just the fact that, you know, my words and my story reached so many was completely humbling and mind blowing. The acceptance um, just everyone just reaching out um, in DMs, stating how my story, you know, touched them and that now they have a little bit of confidence to maybe to maybe write and write about their pain. 
And from there, it's, uh, it's really transitioned, you know, initially, it was it was more about me just trying to see if people liked what I had to say. And now it's transitioned into, you know, I, I feel like more of like a supportive um, staple within the community to where a lot of people will reach out to me. And maybe they're not comfortable reading their words uh, themselves, but they seem to enjoy allowing me to, uh, to be that part of their journey. And I, I absolutely love, love reading people's words. It's just, uh, it definitely is very fulfilling for me, for sure. Wow, that does not, and, that, and you know what, and that's such a beautiful thing. And it's interesting because when I first started writing poems, you know, as far as like in the Instagram community, I didn't even know, it, like just like yourself, I didn't even know this even existed until yeah. po Poets Anonymous came yeah. to my life, I guess you can say. Yeah, exactly. And it was like poetry. I'm just like, wait, what? Like I got tagged in this thing and it was even <laughs> yeah. I still have the video to this very day because this is before you couldn't save your lives. You couldn't do all oh, that stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I would take like another device that I had and I would just record it. And I still have it to this very day because I like to look back and be mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, Lord, this is your favor over my life. And that's why we're doing what we're doing, having this conversation. And it's Absolutely. everything you said was just so, everything you said was just so spot on because that's why I decided to just go forward with this podcast because just like yourself, I wanted mm -hmm. people to tell their stories. And like you said, not everybody feels comfortable. And yes. I feel like, hey, maybe what we're doing is inspiring others. Like, you know what? I want to write my story. I love this person and all this other stuff because they yes. hear what this conversation. And there's a lot of stories. And I, I've said this to everybody. I've reached out to, hey, be a guest and all this stuff. There's a lot of stories that need to be told. And Absolutely. they're not being told because one, there's the fear Two, there's no opportunity given to them to the, tell the story. And three, I just believe, you know what? I know what it was like to not be able to tell my story. And the fact is what I would want somebody have done for me, I want to be that light. I don't want to be the only person. Rather, I want right. to be the start of something where it will inspire somebody else to do the same thing, you know? And mm -hmm. honestly, um, if it was, if it's one person I can really thank for all this was Joe Steele because yeah, Joe Steele is sure. the one that inspired me to do the podcast. We were just, I was just coming up with just some ideas because my brother was like, "Hey, you should do this, you should do that." Mm -hmm. And you know, I remember when we were doing our thing with the, what was it, jam them down, jam them down, yes. Five, and it was just like, you know, I was testing it out with our lives, which season one is still available. Yeah, and you know, it's it just so many things, and and I know Joe was working on his, like, hey, I want to do it too. So when we both had that conversation, like, yeah, we both just decided, you know what, bro, just go for it, you know. And yeah. he, now he's doing his thing, That's you know, amazing. and I'm doing my thing with Jandam Sessions Live, and it's just, um, you know, it's just so beautiful that something so um little, I guess you can say, mm -hmm. and not. Stupid way, something so uniquely little that people, a lot of people didn't know, but now it's expanding, you know, and it's yeah. such a beautiful thing. Yeah, there really is such thing as a sense of community because you know you hear the nightmares oh, with yes. um, with social media catfish, and it's like we're oh, yes. proving that social media is not always like that. There really truly is a thing, and I guess you could say we could thank Instagram for that too, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just, it's um, it, it is, it's just, it's, I mean, people will ask me and they're just like, 
they're like, so you have like, a, you know, you post your poetry on Instagram. I said, yeah, but it's a little bit more than that, you know? Um, and then I find myself like listening. I was like, oh, well I go and do, I do lives, weekly lives and I read people's poetry and it just sounds so interesting and it just sounds so yes. you know, bizarre like it's just like what you read you read people's poetry it's like yes it's a thing you know I mean it and the community has grown um so incredibly I mean there are so many other poetry readings and poetry lives I mean I can't keep up with all of them I mean the the community is absolutely huge um you know and I'm just grateful that you know people entrust me with their words because you know we are vulnerable these you know our pieces are parts of us you know um it's us sharing and allowing them a glimpse of you know and in, in my mind a glimpse of their soul a glimpse of their psyche and it's very personal a lot of it's very private and that's difficult that is so hard to put out there and then accept whatever critique comes your way, whether it's positive or negative. It's terrifying, absolutely terrifying. And for people to be able to, hey, check this out. I would love it if you read this or, you know, and whatnot. Or when I do read someone and they come back with such an incredible praise and um, gratitude, it's so humbling. Um, and I, I mean, if, if there's just one way that I can touch um, someone's life or reach out to them in a, in a positive and, um, you know, moving forward, um, evolved way, then absolutely, you know, then, then I feel as though I'm on my, the right path for myself. Amen. Amen. No, and again, that, that, that's such a beautiful thing. And, um, oh man, it, it, it inspires, you know, and that's what I love about that. The fact that we could read somebody's piece and then it's like, wow, you know what? That inspired me so much that I want to write a piece that was inspired by this. And I've written many pieces that were actually mm -hmm. inspired by other people's pieces. And, and it's one thing I love about this community. And I'll say this, you know, that with the, with the poetry community on Instagram, it, it, it expands your mind, right? Because it gives you a perspective that you probably never saw before. And it makes you wonder like, wow, like, like, yeah, I've never experienced this before. But the fact that this person, I'll give you an example, Adriana was one of yes. them. Um, mm -hmm. um, hey, Guerrero, I, for, I, for, I forget the handle name. I'm, I'm sorry, Adriana, to listen to this. <laughs> but she's, she's one of those people that like she is not afraid to be herself like she'll talk about her struggles Absolutely. and you want to talk about whether it's anxiety or, or, or mental illness and all this other stuff she is the definition of being raw being real and you don't mm -hmm. see a lot of that and that takes a lot and it's funny because I remember in the yeah, past I was, I I was going her, to say yeah she was at, she's raw beauty that's exactly you hit it yes. on. yeah yes mm -hmm. yeah it's so beautiful. And it's people like her that makes me still want to be on this community. Because let's be honest, you know, even though there's the good, there's always the, the bad. There's always the stupidity that happens. That a lot of people don't want to talk about, which is whatever. And it's just, um, I remember when Natalie Cerno used to do her lives and she was always in the comments and then me and her became friends. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. And I remember when Brian was doing the open mic live. I think it was his like, second yeah. time doing it. It's called mm -hmm. a sound check. Yes, called, the sound check with know, Brian Edwards live. <laughs> uh, Brian Edwards. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. 
And it's so interesting because I said, yo, but Adriana, you should do it. She was like, no, I don't know. I don't think anyone was here. No, no. And, and I remember telling her, no, you can. And just her telling me later on that I I did something to push her to start doing it. Because no, she's doing lives now. She's mm, doing. I know. You know she's really stepped out of her comfort zone. zone. Yes. And the yeah. fact is, like, like what she told me, all this, I'm like, oh, I'm proud of this girl, you know? And it's stuff Absolutely. like that, the relationship that you built. You know, so it's such a mm-hmm. beautiful thing, you know. So in saying all that, you know, um, so this is a tough question I'm going to ask because, okay. because I knew you and I, you have, you and I have had this conversation, and I've had this conversation with you know other poets, mm-hmm. you know, and let's be honest, maybe this is certain topics we don't talk about because it's just what it is, and maybe this could break the ice. <laughs> so I know with you in particular, you have had situations in this community as well, mm-hmm. you know, people you don't know what, where like they'll judge you because A, B, C, or D, like for example, like when you go live and they get on you because you look a certain way or you dress a certain way and oh, well, you're a mother and you're this, like, like how do you respond to stuff like that? And like, how does that make you feel? It was despite, you know, this, yes. yeah, go yeah, ahead. no, no, you're all good. Um, it was, it was very unexpected. I do have to say, um, it was very unexpected when it first came my way. Um, my, my page, uh, my profile, uh, Leora's dot, uh, you know, beautiful dot chaos poet, uh, dot poetry on Instagram. Uh, I utilize all, um, all avenues of my creativity. You know, I have my music on there because I am a pianist. And so um, I have a couple of, you know, posts of my playing. I also love photography. And so when I came into it and really saw that so many people use visuals, um, you know, I was utilizing photography way back in the day, also in regards to a healing process, you know, along my journey. And so I thought, wow, you know, that would be amazing if I could implement all these things together. And so on my page, on all of my posts, I use my own photography. So I do not uh, do a Google search. Um, You know, there are so many incredible artists out there, but it was just a way for me to be able to add a little bit more flair, a little bit more understanding, um, graphicness uh, to my words. And um, so it really does encompass all my art. It's not just my poetry, but it's everything. I was unprepared for the backlash (laughs) that came my way. Um, Obviously, um, I'm very free with um, free with my body. And um, there were several, you know, people who just find offense to that. And um, not everyone's going to like my my words, not everyone's going to like my art. And that's okay. I mean, we are unique individuals as we all should be. Otherwise, the world would be an extremely boring place. <laughs> but I, to, for people to reach out so aggressively, so harshly um, in, their, in their verbal attacks um, towards me presenting my, my body in the way that I do on my page uh, really did take me aback. Um, they they did attack me as a mother. They attacked me as a woman, rather than in support and stating, "Yes, own it. You know, own you know own that trauma." And wow, that picture along with that was incredible. Or yes, own your sexuality, embrace that, praise that. You know, let's celebrate that. 
Um, instead, you know, there were a few, and when I say a few, you know, 95% of the Instagram, Instagram community is very, very supportive. And there's only about 5% that isn't. And I've always said, Right. If you don't like my my work, if you don't like my page, you can move along. It's okay, <laughs> you know. Um, right. But there are a lot of um, individuals out there that feel as though they need to um, state their whether it be disgust or even um, you know on the opposite spectrum. Um, some people viewing that as an invitation for um, them to. Mm, go a little bit beyond uh, the boundaries that, <laughs> you know, I certainly didn't ask for, <laughs> you know, we get those nice little uh, right, right. You know, unfortunate, unwelcome DMs in there that, uh, that are a tad bit a aggressive, um, you know, sexually. And, and I think just, you know, in being within the community more and more and reaching out and talking to others, um, it's really thickened my skin, but you know, Hey, if I'm going to put myself out there on the social, social media spectrum, I have to be able to, um, I guess, weather the storm, so to speak. I have to be able right, to, right. um, it, it's, it's freedom. We're, we're all on these platforms expressing ourselves freely. Well, they're just reacting and expressing themselves freely. And, uh, you know, in the end, that's just when you say, well, you know, Thank you for your words. And, you know, if it's not supportive, I'm going to have to block you now. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> right. Uh, right. No, it makes sense. And it's interesting, too, because, you know, I've had other poets, you know, and other people who, you know, have been through the same mm -hmm. thing as you have when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my whole thing is, you know, like you said, you don't like it. Oh, well, like, talk shit, whatever. But I think with the, the issue with society or, or, or civilization, I guess, as we could call mm -hmm. it, you know, a lot of us have been conditioned to be a certain way, to act a certain way, and to be portrayed a certain way, right? Yes. Because, you know, it depends on what cultural background you come from. Let's be like, like, for example, like my dad was like that. Like, he didn't believe, like, you know, God rest his soul, but my father did not believe that women had a place mm -hmm. in work. Mm -hmm. He believed that woman needs to stay home and, and cook, clean, and, you know, and, yeah. and maintain that while the yeah. husband you know, just, just provide mm -hmm. and, and be the man of the house, you know, or the whole king of the castle type thing. Mm -hmm. you know? In Spanish, called machista, like yeah. macho, like, you know, that's right. how it was. And I'm the, I'm the very exact opposite of that. Mm -hmm. Like, just because I'm the man doesn't make me any superior than you or whatever the case is. And it's just, you know, someone like him, like he would have found some of that stuff offensive, but that's just the mm -hmm. mentality. Mm -hmm. So with, with all that being said, you know, again, we've been conditioned for so many years. And I think I, and it took me, because I'm listening to what you're saying. And we, if we can go really way before our time, you know, this took me back to the, the conversation, the live that we did with Tony Tregilio, yes. because we touched on that exact topic. And it, at least Cowan was definitely yeah. a perfect example of that where, you know, she just wanted to be herself. And due to the cultural background that she's from, she right. wasn't even allowed to be that way. And just like you said, you know, um, not just like you said, but like like basically just how you were touching on this particular mm -hmm. topic, she had to do these things behind closed doors. But right. what happens, you know, like but what happens once that, I think about like a closet, mm -hmm. right? When you hide in the closet mm -hmm. and you declutter that closet, but sometimes what happens is you accidentally, when you get distracted, you put the same certain things back in the closet. You don't even realize you put that mm -hmm. there. Oh, wait, I didn't touch, I didn't put 
that. Oh, snap, right? But then what happens when the closet's too full and you can't put no more things in that closet? It's going to break. It's going to burst, Absolutely. right? And, and unfortunately, at least Cowan, you know, it, 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 yeah. it just destroyed Yeah, her, that was such a know? powerful, yeah, a powerful, powerful story, a powerful history of, of a woman that was really trying to... Um, you know, break the barriers, you know, Elise Cowan, um, she was, um, she was an incredible, uh, incredible artist, incredible poet, in a time that, you know, uh, females were, you know, hugely suppressed. And her bravery was is just, you know, unfathomable. I mean, it's, be- it's incredible. It's beautiful. Her story is an- unfortunately, tragically sad. Um, but she she continued to try and step um, and step beyond the limitations and titles that were placed, you know, placed upon females and, um, you know, and gender, gender in general. Um, it's huge inspiration. Her story is an absolute huge, huge inspiration. And I also think as we move forward that people have become very, very comfortable in <laughs> behind the screen you know social media right. is a completely different realm than um i don't think any of us could have ever even imagined so the comfortability that people have in voicing their dislike or um the freedoms that they they feel that they have is is huge and it has changed um i, I really do feel it. it it has really um you know, it's just, it's a difficult task. I mean, if you're going to be out there on the Instagram world and putting your, putting your words and putting your soul and putting your, you know, um, all your vulnerability out there, it, it, it's not easy. It is not easy. You know, you, you need to be prepared that people are very, very free to express themselves one way or the other, whether it's in support or against. And, um, right. So, yeah, so it was a lot of conditioning, a lot of learning how to uh, respond to toxic people, um, learning. Um, you know, it actually made me kind of cement myself in my um, in my womanhood, to be honest. Um, I was I was raised to, you know, kind of like what you're say, saying, um, I was raised in a, in a home t- where women were a little bit quieter. You know, um, we were a little bit quieter. I, I was raised to, in more of a servitude type of mentality. And so for me to step apart from that and really find my individuality was a huge growth and a huge process. At the same time, there were a lot of attacks, a lot of um, hesitation there. Um, you know, I didn't always have have support in in that growth and in that change. And so it has been an incredible journey, Um, you know, but I am grateful. I'm grateful for the opportunity to where I can voice myself in in the way that um, in the way that I have been able to do. So it's uh, there that you definitely have to find that balance. The balance is difficult. No, I definitely. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on that. And everything you said kind of just hit home for me because I even though I, I Ooh, excuse me. Um, even though I didn't go through that exactly like how you mm-hmm. did, but everything you just said was going on hit me home. I'll tell you why. Because when I was growing up, I'm the youngest of three kids. And, you know, my brother and my sister, they were five to six years different mm-hmm. than I mm-hmm. am. So my brother and my sister 
one year difference. So there was no way for me to really relate to them because I was just very mm-hmm. young. And it's interesting because the whole conditioning and finding the individuality, like that hit me hard just now because that's exactly the struggle, right? Because for me, you know, I never knew who I was, Yeah. you know, even as I was growing up into my adulthood where there were so many things that were not explained to me because I was sheltered mm-hmm. and I had to kind of like throw myself kind of like there's the shield like the the, the 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 glass ceiling and I had to break the mm-hmm. rule but the problem with me breaking through that glass ceiling was that once I broke through the glass ceiling okay what do I do now because I didn't have guidance I didn't have any of that stuff because I was told basically you know and excuse my language because mm-hmm. I, I want to curse on here it's my yeah show, your whatever. show <laughs> you know yes my show yeah <laughs> so <laughs> so so basically, I was told, like, shut the fuck mm-hmm. up, like, mm-hmm. sit down, shut up, do what you got to do, and that's it. Just do what you're told kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I was kind of the opposite of that because I didn't want to just listen to what you said because not everything you said was correct. Mm-hmm. And I broke I had a broken home, you know. My father and my sister did not talk for nine years because of something my sister did that mm-hmm. he just disagreed yeah. with. It tore us apart. My dad was depressed for most of my life because once my grandmother died, his mom, Mm -hmm. when I was 10 years old, I I didn't understand. You know, my father was an alcoholic. Like, you know, and certain things from everybody in that household I've inherited, I guess you can say, where when I got old enough and yeah, I I started to work and I started to have money in my hands. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I had friends drunk just because I right. said oh yeah you know what let's get because you're getting drunk but I didn't know that that was gonna affect me in a way that you know I could have almost lost my life I don't know how many times yeah. you know and it's yeah nobody sat down with me yeah. and really explained things to me and you know what's crazy about that and I was talking to my wife about it one of the issues I have with the older generation I don't know if this is every culture I know with the Hispanic culture in particular mm-hmm there's this thing like they don't give back. And what I mean by that is they don't, um, oh, how how do I explain this? Like they they don't sit down with us and give us that advice. Mm. Like they expect us to know what they're talking Mm -hmm. about and that's sick. Mm -hmm. And it messes us up in the long run because you're talking about, okay, save money, stop wasting your money around, but you're not showing us the the strategy Mm -hmm. or you're not telling us or showing or demonstrating what that looks like and there's so many things we you could have taught us that right. could have saved us a lot of trouble in certain areas in our mm-hmm. lives. And that's the problem with at least in the Hispanic culture. That's one thing they're very known for. They don't give back to anybody younger. And it's sometimes hard to get through to them because one thing I was telling my wife about actually earlier today was that the way we can talk about what like like you and myself right now, we're having this great conversation, mm-hmm. deep conversation. We can't have conversations like that with our parents. Mm, and one thing, one point we made, right, was that, you know, because I'm watching this show called A Million Little Things. It's such a great show, mm-hmm. right? So one thing that I found interesting is that how kids today have it so much easier than I did, right? Because the kids today, their parents are my age range, mm, literally. Mm-hmm. And the parents know what it's like to go through what I've been through because their parents were like old enough to be my parents, right? But the thing with that is that we've tried so hard to be different from them mm-hmm. that we're being 
lenient with our kids. And then it's like, okay. And now it's getting to that point where they kids today think they're entitled to whatever because, oh, this is what it is and that's it. Mm. But yet we're not taking that time to explain because unfortunately, oh, I'm not going to be like my parents. Mm. But there's certain things like I'm starting to understand it now because my son's two years right. old. Like something I agree with everything. No, but there's certain things I'm like, ah, oh, okay, I, I get it now. Yeah. I get it now. On well, that journey, but, the journey to self-discovery, problem. you know, the journey to self-discovery is is constant and it's always ongoing. And and it's it's just um, yeah, I mean, obviously our upbringing and our our backgrounds are are indeed what help shape and form us, but to to break apart, you know, when that moment happens to where you start to say and ask yourself, well, well, who am I going to be? And what do I look like? And what, what path am I really going to take, you know, in growing up in a, you know, in, in a very, you know, religious, very, um, you know, religious focused and strict background, you know, I got married at 16. And being married at 16, I just automatically felt that I was, you know, I was going along the lines of fulfilling my role, you know, this is, this is just a natural progression of where I'm supposed to go. I have this person, I'm, I love this person, I want to be with this person. So this is the person I'm choosing. And so at 16, I was allowed to marry. We were married for five years. And um, unfortunately, that it, it, it did not work. And there were many, many layers and layers and layers of complications within that. And then, but once we were no longer together, I still did not know who I was. And that's a, that's, that's a very terrifying and scary thing. And so I jumped right into another relationship and, you know, going through all of that, I homeschooled my three older children. And um, that was something that I really had to fight for that I really had to stand up for. It was something I was passionate about. But I didn't always have like the fullest support. But I always knew that if I could not educate my children and give them the, um, you know, the level of knowledge that they needed to be successful um, in, in the world, in college and in future, you know, endeavors, then I wasn't going to do it. And I, and, you know, that was, uh, that was an agreement that I had with myself. Um, it was a beautiful time. I have no regrets in doing so. Uh, my children's relationships with each other are absolutely beautiful and I couldn't be happier. Uh, they, they really, um, you know, they are each other's rock. They are each other's best friends. And I think that's a beautiful, a beautiful thing. And I don't know if we would have been able to create that. I would like to think just because we are who we are that they would still um, have, have that. But I also like to think that my decision in homeschooling helped shape and form <laughs> that as well. And, but that was one, like, that was a huge thing for me to be able to speak out and say, no, this is what I want regardless of what you, 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 or you are saying, I'm going to stand upon my word and my belief and I'm going to do this. And that was really hard. I, I, I struggled, you know, I struggled. I, I felt like I was always defending myself. And that was just like step one. Now that the kids are older, I, I felt very lost. I was just like, what am I supposed to do now? What is my purpose, right? Isn't that always what we're asking ourselves? Where's our fulfillment? Where's yes. our purpose? What do we do from here? How, you know, um, and it was just, it felt so spiraling. I was just like, I have no fucking idea what I'm going to do. <laughs> I have no clue. Um, it felt hollow. It, I felt alone. 
And I think that's when I really started writing and really started diving deep. And yet, you know, a lot of my pieces are pretty dark. Yes, they are. Um, I, I don't hold back. I, I really want you to, when you read my words, see, feel, hear me. I want all of that. And um, once I started to be able to do that and to purge all of that out, I started to change. I started to get stronger. I started to have a little bit more empowerment. Um, I started to really see the woman, even though I'm in my 40s, <laughs> you know, but I. And unroll with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I just started finally seeing, wow, this is who I really, yes, who I want to be. And I started for the first time to be proud of myself, to be accepting of myself. And that was huge huge that is amazing to hear that you know because as you're saying that I was thinking about a lot of things that came to my mind you know and I'll say this you know the only time I can honestly say that I'm now learning who I am as a person is when I married my mm -hmm. wife you know um I've been best friends with her for about almost 12 years mm -hmm. now we've been together for we've been married for almost almost three years mm -hmm. now and it's just i like just being with my wife i've learned who i am yeah. now right yeah. because it's because of her that i'm more confident in myself like honestly she was the one that said come on babe just push through it like just 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 go for it like what's the worst that Absolutely. can happen nothing as like, relationships should be and relationships should be in on a level to where it's a bonus you're complimenting each other it's not a necessity it shouldn't be a need and it shouldn't be a dependence um it has to be an an equal an equal coming together to where you are the one encouraging the other to grow and to become that person that we ultimately see. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing in relationships. And not everyone gets to have it. it. Not, and not everyone gets to grasp that or hold on to it or, or even get a glimpse or see what that's like. And so that is a massive, incredible blessing that you guys are able to have that together. That's beautiful. No, amen, amen. And it's crazy too, because like, 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 you know, again, like you're, you're saying all this and it's reminding me of so many mm -hmm. things, right? Because this is why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Because again, I want us all, not just me, I want all of us to be more exposed where we could all together break this barrier of condition, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Like this is condition, we're gonna break that ceiling now because there are people who don't, like you said, that don't even get to do this because of the situations. Right. You go to China and they can't even believe in Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. Like they have to have these secret tunnels of churches and worship God that way because you got a Bible in your hand on the street that say you, you're getting killed, yeah. you know, and it sucks. Mm -hmm. We can't, but yeah, I feel like our civilization, like American and stuff like that, we take those things so for granted that we don't see the other spectrum of Absolutely. things, right? For, and, and first world problems, right? You know, I mean, the the little things yeah. that we um, that we always um, take for granted are those those little intricacies, you know, those those small things, and um, 
you know, I, I, one thing I know, I know this whole past year for everyone has been very, very difficult. Um, I'd like to believe, and I'd like to think that, um, it has really brought us back to, um, back to the root of the idea of finding what ultimately, um, is important. And to be honest, you know, the, the core of growing and moving forward, I believe is having, uh, an accepting heart, a forgiving heart, a loving heart, and um, empathy. Empathy empathy is also huge. You know, I'm a huge empath, um, but it's not always easy. It's not always easy to do those things. And I continue to strive to, you know, to, to that's my goal. That is my focus. That is where I, I wish to wish to live. And uh, this this past year, if anything, you know, family, family units, I know for, for myself, the family units have grown stronger. You know, we really had to rely on each other. There wasn't, there wasn't a lot of, you know, being able to just like, hey, you know, let's get a group of people together and let's go here or do that. I mean, it was very isolating. And you really, really found out who was in your circle. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It's cool. I was taught, like, when I was doing the first episode back, you know, with the season of this show, of mm -hmm. course, you know, and my first guest was Robert Kazi. And one thing we spoke about, he said that this was a very pivotal year, this whole year for writers. And mm -hmm. I definitely agree with that because I know for me personally, that whole year, you know, with, with, with the virus and, and all this other stuff going on, I can honestly say mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, I've learned so much about myself last year to now yes. this whole year basically i have learned more about myself than i've learned in, in my entire life and it's 100%. crazy because how something totally like agree. That, absolutely like because how something like that so something that started so small that could have been prevented i feel like god allowed it to happen because there's a lot of true colors that came out last year even this mm -hmm. year and, and i'm not my bashing anybody i'm just speaking the truth you know you I've always had this thing because I know you talked about the whole religion yeah. thing. One thing I've always had an issue with was mega churches. Mm, I'm not saying mm -hmm. all of them, but a lot of mm -hmm. them. It's like that. You know? And all of a sudden, these things are being exposed. You know, the Bible says, you know, what was in the dark would be shined to mm -hmm. the light. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I probably quote that verse I'm talking about. And it's so true. Whatever's behind closed doors is eventually going to be exposed. I, you know, I you also think, yeah, and I think it was a huge eye opener, to be honest, just for our nation in general, just to see how how we yes. are very divided. We are divided. We are very mm -hmm. divided. We have many privileges. We have many, many um, incredible, incredible blessings here. Um, you know, in, you know, in the United States, as 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 an American citizen, and we do take them for granted. Um, but boy, what we've seen in this past year is definitely proven that, you know, that we are very, a very divided nation and that there needs to be massive heart change. Oh my God. As says human, uh, our the, yes. the humanism is, is becoming so it's, you know, it, I, I could see it like, like the different changes that was, you know, that was happening and, um, you know, whether you, you know, whether you believe, believe in God, whether you believe, you know, Buddha, whatever, you know, I mean, so many different religions, you know, that, that we have, but it's, but it's spiritualism and it's, and it is indeed a way to, to, 
you can't quite grasp what it what I'm trying to express, but it was just very, very shocking. It was very shocking. It was very sad, um, you know, to see our nation nation crumble and in some parts rise above, but just to see those struggles. And there's so many things that, you know, that we all need to work on every day, every day. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's just been crazy, you know, whether, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. thing or anything else for that matter. And, you know, what I was saying before was, you know, again, like when the whole Carl Lentz thing came out, the whole mm-hmm. Robbie Zacharias came out. And I remember a year before um, there was the, the pastor, Jerry Wilson, who completed suicide. Mm-hmm. It just comes to show like, you know, not everything yeah. is I'm not bashing. I'm just yes. making a point that. Not everything is what it appears to be. This is why we have to be conscious about what we're looking at. We have to be more discerned and we have to really take into account just like them, just like us, we are human. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, because while you're saying all you're saying, and I was thinking about something you said about how sometimes people don't get to, you know, tell the Mm -hmm. story. And one thing that came to mind was Tina Turner. And I'm going to tell you why, because she has a story that, you know, when basically when she went through the whole divorce and she said, I didn't want this. I just want to keep my name. That's it. And she started to raise to fame as a solo mm-hmm. artist. And yeah, her past did come out. It came, it, it came out. It, uh, it, it came, you know, it, it got brought up. They brought up yeah. her past and the fact that she decided, all right, I'm going to tell my story. Yeah. I'm going to talk about, you know, she did a movie about yeah. her. Now there's a documentary coming out about her and it just comes to show how and something that i saw in the trailer that was interesting how your worst moments could be an inspiration for somebody else and and, and mm-hmm. i really i really believe absolutely in absolutely and i think that that's just something that's beautiful um you know that that you know i've been able to have that opportunity um of receiving it you know through through writing and through the instagram community and also where people have reached out and and um have stated you know that i've been able to give that to them i mean it's just it's just it's just incredible and we do we we have the power we have the ability to really be impactful and um you know if, even if it's just one word at a time we have we have that strength we have that, you know, that opportunity to really make an impact. And it doesn't have to be a massive impact. It doesn't have to be an impact that, um, that shakes, shakes the world. I, I mean, I, I feel pretty blessed just in, you know, the small, you know, the small impacts, which I say small because there's not a huge rippling effect. But at the same time, it's, you know, it can be very large for one individual person. Yes. Amen. And now with that being said, I wanted to, so this is what I mm-hmm. want to ask you, because again, you're saying this and it's so many things are coming to mind. I'm a kind of person that I'm all about leaving something mm-hmm. behind. Like when mm-hmm. I'm gone, I want people like, like I, there's so many things I want people to remember me by mm-hmm. kind of thing. So my question is how important is that for you in a sense where how important is leaving behind a legacy in in, in such profound ways how important is that for you and the and how important is the impact for you to leave behind that legacy mm-hmm. i don't know if that makes sense what i'm saying but like how important i is guess that i would to have to say in reference to that that you know my world is small my world is small in the effect that um my my children are my number one priority so in regards to legacy, I am in constant thought and think about continually my actions and how they will affect my children. 
Um, you know, I fully believe that we teach people how to treat us. <laughs> and um, that's a very, that's a very scary and also a very bold statement, but I think it's very, very true. And so I want to make sure that the way that I'm behaving, that I'm getting everything put back towards me in relationships that is, that is positive. And so I want my children to see how I respond to a certain situation. I want them to see that I step out of my comfort zone. I want them to see that I had to figure out my own spiritual walk by myself, you know, solo. That is an individual journey. You know, yes, of course, we can lean. Um, we can lean on others for, for support and whatnot. But ultimately, our journey is our own. And so my legacy, I feel, is directly represented within my children. And so as far as anything bigger out into the world, if, if there ever is a book published, I mean, yes, I have some pieces published. I, you know, I have um, several you know, um, I, I have three pieces po published in an invitational anthology that was through Ink Gladiators Press. I have two erotica pieces, um, poems published in a novel. I have a short story published online. These were all things that I was just stepping beyond what I never could have imagined. And so if there's any legacy to leave, it's to show my children always just don't hold back just it's scary it's scary to wow. be brave it's terrifying to be brave i still can't play the piano on a live i can record it and post it but i still can't play live um it that is something that i wish to be able to step beyond so there's always growth there's always learning there's always reaching beyond and beyond and so if that's the legacy i leave then it doesn't for me i don't have to reach beyond just my small circle, because that will in itself, we talked about the rippling effect. I, I, I mentioned that just a moment ago, but that will ripple through generations. So it's all Amen. how I handle myself and show my children just how strong I can be. And that's hugely important. No, and that's true. And that's such, that's such a beautiful thing. And I wanted to ask you too now where, like what were like when it comes to your mm -hmm. pieces, where did your inspiration come mm -hmm. from? I know you talked about past mm -hmm. traumas and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, if, if, if you don't have yeah. to answer if, if you don't want to, I, I guess my, my question is, can you give us an example of a trauma that they say you, if mm -hmm. you talked about it, how did that make somebody else feel in the sense where how did that make that person like, oh, wow, thank you for that story mm. type thing. I know you've done life too, where you addressed certain situations and that alone made people want to join your life type. And so with mm. that being said, I guess my question is like, can you, or yeah. again, you don't have to, if you don't want to, do you have a, a, a trauma that you want to maybe talk about that? Maybe you felt like, damn, I, I don't know if mm. I can talk about this, but I'll, you know, absolutely. Um, you know, it's interesting to look back on um, on the different um, pivotal moments that impacted my life. And um, when I was 15 is when I had my first sexual experience and it was uh, not consensual. It was non-consensual and it was with a family friend. 
someone that I felt that I could trust, someone that, um, you know, that I had been attracted to for, for many, many years. And when that, when that occurred, I really, I think that was when I really felt <laughs> a divide and um, a conflict, an internal conflict, um, and not wanting to share this experience. I did not wish to share what had happened with my family. I was, I was embarrassed. And it's an interesting thing to look back on now to feel um, how much it suffocated my personality, how much it, how much it stifled my growth and how much it affected future relationships. So I do have pieces that reflect on that. And, and, you know, as I went through life on my, on my journey, that was the baggage that I carried. And that baggage created more baggage and more baggage and more. And I did not have positive ways of communication. I did not have a voice. I did not, um, I, in a sense, I can say the way I looked at myself was weak, but um, I feel like it was more so lack of knowledge and genuine fear. I really, really feared what the perception of others would be if I spoke out. And that is unfortunate. And that is something that needs to be remedied. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be fixed that as, as, you know, victims of certain instances that we feel scared to ask for help, that we fear that judgment. And so many of my pieces throughout my life, it's not just that, but it, you know, I, you know, there was a time that, yes, I, I was, I was in, you know, a mental, you know, health facility for a period of time, you know, because I was not in a good space, you know, I, I have attempted, you know, made an attempt on my life and, and thankfully I successfully failed at it. Um, I do believe that that was a spiritual intervention and um, that was also life changing for me. Um, so there's so many things that I write about on my page. I'm, I'm pretty free at this point and, and I'm very blessed and lucky to be in a position in my life to where um, the family allows me to have that freedom. I can say that in the past, I would not have had that freedom. I would have not have had that support. It's just in the past, um, you know, four to five years that, that I've really been able to have that comfortability to, to share all these parts of my story that yes, do include family members. Yep. I write about them. I sure do. And, um, you know, but they, they accept that. And I think it's not just, you know, my own growth, but, you know, luckily I've been very blessed for family members to, to also grow and want to improve and want to change and to better themselves. Um, not everyone gets that, you know, um, not everyone gets that opportunity, but I have, you know, I have been able to have that. And so, all of my, you know, even my erotica pieces that goes into more of, um, you know, more of just like fantasy and just being more free, um, you know, free and not suppressing 
you know, sexuality because it surrounds us. I mean, you know, it's not like <laughs> we, we can deny the fact that we live in a very, very sexual world. So, you yes. know, it, it, it's all around us. So my page definitely encompasses my mind, my past stories. And, you know, I even have a couple pieces on my page because my, my mother went through some very traumatic, horrific, horrific upbringing. And it's something that she is not able to talk about. She's not able to share. It's very difficult for her. And she allows me to be her voice for her. That's a massive, incredible blessing. She's had massive growth just in, wow. you know, allowing me to be her voice for her. So there's been so many positives, but yeah, my page definitely represents, um, represents all of that. My growth, my traumas, my, my fears, um, my fantasies, my desires, it's, it's all there. I mean, it's, it's definitely me on a page. <laughs> no, and that's, uh, no, again, that's beautiful because it just shows the real you and the fact that you're, you're willing where you're not afraid mm. to be yourself. And that's such an inspiring thing. Would you like to read at least a Sure, piece? sure. Let's see. Ooh, what should we read? What should we read? <laughs> yeah. Tis the question, tis the question. Um, you know, maybe I'll read um, Chaos of Ash just simply because that was a spoken that I did that, um, you know, when I speak about my, um, my attempt, uh, my attempt on my life that, um, that I successfully failed at, I, there was a moment there, there was a definitely uh, a moment of realization within that time where, um, you know, fate, what have you, um, <laughs> gods intervened, um, angels surrounded me, what, you know, however you would like to perceive it. Um, I made a choice and that choice, basically I was, I was told, you know, in this epiphany in this, in this moment, that I'm sorry, but your choice is not going to be <laughs> to be granted, thankfully. And that was a that was a massive turning point in my life. That was when I started to realize wow. that um, there were some changes that needed to be made, and that I really needed to start looking inwardly and stop accepting the abuse that I had allowed myself to endure and it was the day that my strength rooted itself and so this wow. is chaos of ash blades of green stood untouched with affection of dew shimmering against the off-putting of heated warmth as it freshly kissed the dawn Petals expanded in glorious exaltation to receive the hope that grains fill within the hourglass of time. With an inclining of an auspicious start, stars out of reach, out of touch, sharing space in the innards of obsidian firmament. Gasping for their own exuberance to be seen as they screamed for attention and the soft hues of pink transitioning to purple and soon to blue. As stars began to take their leave upon morning's cue, and I didn't understand. 
as my blackened eyes fluttered as they fought against crusted ducks, for it was foretold in the predetermined actions of a 750 milliliter bottle of liquid courage, dissolving the sweet treats of disassociation held in the measured vials of prescribed delicacies to stifle the screeches and cries towards a heaven that was mute, deaf among the clouds, for I had sealed the fate of viscera's organ. And as hazel pupils began to dilate and set focus on the actuality of the night's transgressions of what had truly been endured, I found a minuscule of doubt clutched into my cerebral cortex crack of questioning and I didn't understand. For I had failed at life. I was a fallacy, decorated in blonde and naive intellect. It made sense to my broken brain how I was never enough, that I was the definition of a wasted space. And the only place I felt settled and comfortable in was when I absorbed each word of attack, ever lashing to validate my non-value and the ceaseless tears of sorrowed affirmations, for this was home. Juilliard lawyer, big city financial stability, independent, strong, a woman. These were expectations known as I sat on display for family intrigue, encompassed with fascination and enthralled reactions, yet with each passing interaction. I falter. Fear of failure clutching chest as rest dissipates, so I please, whether it be on my knees or to set their nerves at ease. Realization that I am on my own and displaying an array which replicated coverings of a clone, a vestibular representation of what is desired in a realm of unknowns, a squeaking parrot, a dancing monkey. My essence exacerbated while I sit in a pool of calcified salted serum in a casing of melancholic horror. You validated the fissures that had cracked in my brain for me to say that it was you and you alone that brought me to the point of desperation without wanting or need of resuscitation would be a fallacy to the very core of my turmoil. For time had proffered patience. It was given in seconds of laughter, minutes of doubt, hours of self-deprecating rants, days of regret and years of irresolution lost within the attempt of vitality of my so-called existence. The pain and suffering that bone and muscle had endured, the demons of devastation, the false witness of lies, the tripping over my own growth and scraping the confidence of my true self, bruising the flesh of temptation and allowing the burgundy streams to run free. Those were of my own reconciliation to the mask of disguise of the grotesque innards that push, tear, and pull at the meager tendons that saved face for the outer world. And the decision was my own, the one single entity that I felt could be contained within the gentle pressing of fingertips, for I was in control. And so I placed myself under polyester cotton carefully folding top sheet over blackened comforter and clothes stick 
sticky lashed webbing allowing intoxication and my drug-induced haven to saturate veins and course through spreading like a virus tunneling through ventricles until poison had spread to every toenail thumbprint and earlobe absorbed within with no need for an exit for it had been consumed and now all i needed to do was close my eyes and wait to be exhumed there were no letters to be read no tears to be held, heard, or sorrowful words of sorries or should-haves to dread, and the long list of regret too tiresome to be said. The decision was resolute, no question, just simple certainty. I had not wavered as the tincture of spirits passed beyond lips, meeting medications in the acidic depths where they swam and swirled into their final dissolution. I had resolved my psyche to my personal, judged conclusion. For how could anyone ever dispute? Haven't you been listening? Haven't I provided you with such proof? Not worthy of grace, a mother's disgrace, and I thought I could understand. But as I lay back, with my back flattened, and my spine concave within memory foam support, I in my entombed encase, drifting to an ending unknown and alone, just as I had so often foretold. Yet there in the glimmering of my closing culmination, I saw light and luminescence claim these sockets of sight. It was beautiful, it was precious, it was serene and majestically bright. I could feel a peace a subtlety, unfamiliar presence that breathed energy, that oozed calm, and there was no mandible and colloquial motion, just thought and expression, and I could not hold back my emotion. I was a stream that bursted through the brook water and stone, freeing the flood of fear and failure with my guttural cry, a simple token of my strife, for I could bear no more. And then a touch, or rather a whisper, or maybe just a lick of the crisp midnight air, but I did not care. The rhythm and trill of the flowing harmony of love, of pride, of pure forgiveness, and I broke. It was though I had become the sun itself, for I was enswathed within the tepidness of the blanket of absolution as every nerve was lit with conflagrant cognizance, awake and their heightened perception. And every vein pumped a burning quintessence of new life. And as I found myself on my knees, I felt a moment and it was clear and it was offered and it was mine for the taking. A new beginning for me and I didn't understand. As an intimate echo sauntered among the breeze, a zephyr of mystery embodied with unadulterated perpetual reverence given to me in spite of all malfactions deference, an Arcadian warble that soothed every wound as the chorus of chords harmonized within the wind and uttered, now is your time to be seen. Rise, my beauteous queen. Fear not for your future is not how you've foreseen. It is time for the fires to burn, my incarnate Mary Magdalene. Wake, wake now, arise, and let your colors sheen. So my blackened eyes fluttered as they fought against the crested ducks, and I understood. And as the rays of the celestial sky pierced through glass and window pane, I rose.
Not as chaos of ash. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm like, <laughs> wow. Wow. I, There's a lot there. There's a lot there. <laughs> I'm trying to digest everything. Like, oh my God. Absolutely. Wow. It's a journey and a journey and um, an awakening. And um, yeah, it was. It was the time, it was a very pivotal moment in my life, and it changed everything. Wow. And I love, because you could have just said, this is what happened, mm. this is how it made me feel, and I'm never <laughs> going to go through this again. But no, you, you were very descriptive, and that's why I love about your pieces, like you're so descriptive, you're so detailed, but in such a profound, descriptive way that it's like, wow, like you can't miss anything. <laughs> When it comes Thank to your, you. I love that about you. And Thank just, you so oh my much. God. Thank wow. <laughs> wow. Robin, thank you so much for Absolutely. sharing that piece. Trusting me enough to talk about these things and to, you know, just to even read that piece to me on this episode. Oh, thank um, you for this opportunity. Thank you so much for, yes, yes. And, um, Thank you for just being you, you know, for, for just being that inspiration to others that didn't feel like they couldn't have the courage to talk about your subject. And that for those who's going through the same thing, it's like, mm. damn, wow. Like, you Absolutely. know what I'm saying? And thank you so much for that. And yeah, thank, you, thank you for just being, you. Just being you, you know, and, and, and it's, it's such beautiful, mm. beautiful stuff, you know? Um, so as you know, it's already close to <laughs> it the is, end. It is, it you know, is. Well, I appreciate so much this opportunity uh, for me to be able to come on here, to be able to, you know, just uh, just be able to chat with you. I mean, it was just an amazing time. And I thank yes. you so much. Thank you for so much. I mean, no, I thank super you. proud of you, man. I thank <laughs> you. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I will say this and, you know, it's people like yourself that, again, keeps me going, that keeps me inspired to do more, to tell more stories. Yeah, like I haven't, re I haven't really been posting pieces like that because I guess I'm just more focused on the, the podcast aspect of Absolutely. life thing right yeah. now. But it's just like, oh, just, just, you know, you have been such a blessing thank in my you. life. And again, I thank God because it's people like you that I feel like people, this world needs more people like you to just be you, you know, and thank you so much for that. Thank so with so that much. being said, uh, any, any, any final thoughts, anything you you're working on that you want to present to anyone? You know, I'm just going to continue to, um, you know, continue to work on my writing, continue to grow, continue to push myself to get out of that comfort zone. Um, you know, I mean, we're not growing if it doesn't, you know, if it feels so, I guess if I'm a little uncomfortable, then maybe I'm on the right path. But I, I just, you know, I just appreciate everyone who has pushed me, who has supported me. It's been amazing that the people that, that I have met and encountered along, along the way that um, just have really given me that, that platform and this space to be able to, um, you know, to be able to express and be vulnerable. And, uh, you know, I mean, it is scary. I encourage anyone that, you know, know that 
um, we, we are all here and we all completely understand and grasp how, how difficult of a journey it is and how scary it is to be a writer and to put ourselves and present our words out there for the world to either take or reject. And, um, but, you know, it, it has to be out there. We need to get it out there. We need to, to um, be able to accept ourselves you know, and, um, and that is, that's, that is what I'm trying to do and just trying to further accept myself and who I am as as a woman, as a mother, um, you know, all, all of those things. And, you know, just trying to be a better me each and every day. So I thank everyone for helping me try to accomplish that. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So Robin, thank you so much for doing this episode. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, children, or people of all ages. <laughs> no, yeah, I just go, I just okay. so screwed up. <laughs> but um, but thank you for joining us with this Absolutely. episode, episode. I think seven. Six. Did I say six or seven? seven which is or great. Six? I, I think forget. it's number seven. Oh god, I'm bugging out here. I mean, number, so that no, would be pretty amazing. <laughs> yes, awesome. I, I oh god, but um. Regardless, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening, tuning in to this episode. Absolutely. You know, may the Lord bless right. you and each thank and every you. one of you. All right. Peace.